0: Has a need for things to be perfect prevented you from something that you wanted to do? Sing karaoke, write a book, create a podcast, but you just don't feel like you have enough or you know enough or that you're even enough. I get it. I have been in the depths of perfectionism where I attach my performance to my self-worth. So I wrote the ebook I wish I had when I first discovered I was struggling with perfectionism. In It's Okay to Be Imperfect, I help you identify and understand perfectionism in your life so that you can successfully manage your thoughts. It includes practical tips and resources to implement in your daily life for you to take back your life from perfectionism and begin to truly see yourself outside of your performance. Grab your copy of It's Okay to Be Imperfect link is in the show notes welcome to it didn't break me a podcast where we have honest and vulnerable conversations around the messy stuff we didn't think we'd come back from inspiring you to give yourself permission to discover the beauty within the mess and to let go the illusion of perfection i'm your host bianca keisha hughes Hello there and welcome to It Didn't Break Me season 3. Welcome back if you are an avid listener. If this is your first time, welcome. It is always good to have you here. We ever stage shall I say you are in terms of listening to the podcast. I am so appreciative of you listening and tuning in. My name is Bianca Kisha Hughes and I am the host of the It Didn't Break Me podcast. I normally try not to speak too much because I like to get right into the conversation but I just want to share something. A couple of things, two things. First of all, Of course, the title is, It Didn't Break Me, right? And I always ask the question, was something you thought would break you, but it didn't? And I want to share something. Towards the end of last year, I had a situation of about three water leaks in my home. One of them caused me to have to repair the whole floor downstairs, my wood floors, laminate floors. And they were like back to back in a space of two months. And I literally thought... It would break me. I just felt like I was losing it. Even my friends were like, "Oh my gosh, you cannot catch a break!" And you know, want to know the irony of it all? None of them were leaks from my home. It's because I have a town home, and a town home is attached. So anyone who has a town home, especially here in America, um, you know, when damage is caused and there's water issues, it comes to your house. You have to take care of it. So a lot of stuff, and it, it was stressful. And in between that, my aunt passed away. And so I really thought that I was losing it and I thought, this this is just, I don't know what to do. I I don't know if I can cope. And I want to say that I gave myself permission for it not to be okay. I gave myself permission to talk and share and share my frustrations and also receive encouragement and, and hope. And wasn't ashamed of being vulnerable and crying and all of those things. And I think between that, my own spiritual relationship and having that safe space with other people has put me in a position where I am a lot better now. Promise you going through it, when you're going through it, you don't feel like you'll get to the other side, but you have to stand on something. And one of my friends actually said, you know, when it comes down the line a few months time, you're not going to worry about this all six months, it's not going to be of a big of an issue. So that was one of the things that helped me. And also knowing that I'm a person who is committed to growth and I wasn't going to stay stuck. I, I might have gone through the motions, but I knew I wouldn't be there forever. I wanted to share that um, just to let you know, it's not just my guests who are at this point where they're like, Oh my gosh, I thought this would break me. We can, um, I experience it myself and we can experience it in everyday experiences. So I wanted to share that with you. And lastly, The other thing I wanted to share is some of the fabulous reviews. Now, people leave reviews on iTunes and on the website is the place where you can leave a full review. The other places like Spotify, you can give a rating. So I do ask that if you are loving what you've heard and you're like, oh my gosh, I was meant to write a review. Don't forget to write the review. I just might share your review here on the podcast. And some of these are people texting me, um, should I say messaging me in my DMs as well. So I'm going to share a few. One of the ones I have um, is titled Gort of Emotions and it's from laughing out loud to quietly sobbing each episode brings on a gort of emotions. I love Bianca's ability to make each of her guests feel comfortable and free enough to share their stories. Even though all our experiences are not exactly the same, they are absolutely all relatable in their journey and their triumphs. This is definitely a podcast I was subscribed to forever. So thank you so much for that one. Another one I have is Bianca is such a grounded host and you can tell she really cares about telling people's stories. She's creating a space for the people to share their story, not talk about their stories and normalize the conversation around struggles, triumphs and journey. You can tell having these conversations is our calling. Thank you so much. The last one I'll share, this was actually a DM and someone was like, I just wanted to tell you what blessing it has been over the past two days. God had it on my heart. So glad I listened to the podcast. And another thing they said is these podcasts have been filled with such genuine and authentic stories while also providing comfort to those of us who can relate. So I'm always grateful for these messages um, on my DMs and the reviews on Apple Podcasts. So please go ahead and let me know your review, what you think, and I can also share yours on the podcast. So my guest today is Devon. Devon is a graduate from Regent University. She has a master's in organizational leadership and a minor in human resource management. She embraced her calling as a shepherd and integrates her passion to develop others in each role and task. She is assigned. Devon's servant leadership skills have been leveraged in several organization platforms such as Women in Cable Telecommunications, National Association for Multi Ethnicity in Communications, Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, National Black MBA Association, and Black Employee Resource Group. Devon published her memoir, *Abused but Not Broken*, June 2020. It's available on Amazon. Devon is a certified life and marriage coach. She's a founder of DC Consulting Seven LLC firm. Devon is a woman with experience, passion, and servant leadership heart who inspires, motivates, and empowers everyone she meets. I'm excited to get into the conversation with her. I just want to give you a heads up that this might be sensitive or triggering for some as we are going to go in and talk about overcoming abusive relationships and her experience of abuse and of course her triumph of where she is today. So just a reminder, if it gets a bit much, you know, pause, come back or don't come back at all and you don't even have to listen. But I wanted to put that trigger warning in there. She has a powerful story to share. So let's go ahead and get into the conversation. So hello, Devon, and welcome to the It Didn't Break Me podcast. Thank you. I appreciate the invitation. I'm excited. I am very excited because I have read your book and I'm excited to delve into a bit more about your story.
1: I'm excited. I'm ready.
0: Okay, let's go. (laughs) So (laughs) let's dive in. What is something you thought would break you, but it didn't?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I've been through so much in my 43 years here on Earth. What I thought would break me was when I got a divorce and I was a single mom of three young little kids. Now I'm a divorcee, survived an abusive marriage. I was truly scarred from my past of being violated at a very young age. Mm -hmm. My Self-esteem was extremely low and I didn't have any awareness of, okay, God, what do you have for me? What plans do you have for me? I was truly, truly lost Mm -hmm. and scared. So that, that was one of the things that I thought would break me, but all I can say is, but God.
0: <laughs> so, amen. So take us back to that time to some of the thoughts and the feelings you had, you know, when you're going through this divorce, cause it's very, very real.
1: It's so true. Um, so one of the different things that I experienced was uh, being told how I am not enough. No one would love me. Um, So the mind was defeated. So it was very, very hard for me to even feel that my voice was heard, let alone can make a decision for myself. So I was very um, timid to make a decision. I was very scared to make a decision without his approval. So the decisions in the marriage at that time was his way or no way. I had to agree with him. If not, there would be a repercussion, whether that's a physical touch or a verbal communication of you're not worthy, that type of thing. It got to the point as my kids got older, they would be able to experience things. They can sense it. For example, I remember my son used to just look at me. I guess he paid attention to my body language and just cried and said, mommy, are you okay? It got to the point where the dislike that he had of me for whatever reason, he started putting that on my kids too. And that was the time for me to say it's time for me to step out.
0: Mm -hmm. when you put it onto your kids
1: correct okay yeah so you got to think about it also being valid at a very young age you know your innocence being taken and you didn't feel that you were nothing but someone's pleasure for a few seconds right Mm -hmm. and for this person to come into my life I didn't know anything I was very green very young Um, Mm -hmm. and thinking that everything has to fall and on whatever he said. So took me through a lot. So I have a question. Sure.
0: You know, you use this word, you were young, you were green, right? And we have all these thoughts when we're young and we're green. What was some of those thoughts that you had that were very green? And at that time also, was there anything that contradicted those thoughts or like actions or things that said that might've made you question that? Or Mm. was you just totally green?
1: So green meaning... No one explained to me, I probably in school, how to write a check, that type of green, Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. how to pay a bill on time, that type of green. What contradict? I didn't see anybody else that did it in my life. Like those that were around me, no one demonstrated that. I didn't have, not to say I didn't have family members around, but that wasn't a topic of discussion of preparation for next step. So everything was taught and learned through him. So I felt that basically I couldn't make it without him.
0: Mm. okay so even some of like the basic skills right. it wasn't just oh my god this is a romance this was the basic skills that you were also green in how young were you at that time um I got I had my son at 16 so okay. I was a
1: young mom and I was married by 19 I believe I was 19 when I got married
0: You know, I'm not trying to go into detail because I always think it's important for people not to understand not about what happened in the trauma, but how the trauma has impacted you. Because I always believe that's the most important thing we have to look at when looking at trauma, Mm -hmm. not the whole story. Like anyone, if you're listening, like if people are trying to make you do your whole story on trauma, like that's not where you need to be. So what was the impact like in terms of how you saw yourself and thoughts you had and what that meant for your relationships
1: yeah I got to the point where I um sat on my bedroom floor um and I cried out to God and asked him to take my life um, mm. I didn't want to deal with it anymore I didn't feel that I was worthy um it appears every attempt I made to get away I couldn't at the law at that time I tried to run a couple of times away with my child and um, the law at that time was like hey you know you, it's, it's a civil thing you got to go to court behind us I didn't have any money let alone mm-hmm. a, a lawyer to provide all of that at the time, what I needed to do to get out of that divorce. But it got to the point when I sat down and I cried to God, I said, take my life because I don't want to do this anymore. I don't feel that I'm worthy. When I looked, when I got off the floor and I looked at the, in the mirror and I looked at my entire situation. And one of the things at this time, at the very, very beginning, I was getting into the word and I was praying more. I was and church leveraging resources at church pouring to me saying I am enough I am worthy look at the Bible you know follow certain scriptures that those things were my resource tapping into this thing called therapy which is like taboo mm-hmm. uh, for our community <laughs> um, so you know it was always said you know what goes in my household stays in my household mm-hmm. um, so after cray- crying and praying using the support system I had which was uh, Few elders at my church leveraging Mm -hmm. therapy. I looked in the mirror and I said, God, if this is the decision you want me to have or life you want me to live, ensure that I be the one that I can give back to many. Because, God, if you're going to bring me to this situation, that means you're going to bring me out of it. Um, So, what did it look like for me getting out was leveraging those resources, eventually getting to the point where I was strong enough to stand up on my own and say, I do want a divorce and um, save up enough money got a lawyer and the first time I was able to leave that situation and got an apartment the lady looked at me in my face she said congratulations you've been approved I don't know what it was based upon her saying that to me it was a more of a reassurance that I needed that oh I can do this without them and then I also Mm -hmm. had to factor in my three children like if God if you if you take my life what about my kids So at that point, my motivation was for my children to get us out of this situation. And at the same time, I'm like, you know, I wish I had someone that could help me navigate this. So I started journaling. So uh, nowadays we call it a vision board, but I Mm -hmm. was doing this at at that time. That was my therapy. I was journaling and writing down things that I wanted to see in my life. So leveraging all of those helped me get out of those many different gray areas.
0: Mm. So it was an accumulation of things. It wasn't just this one thing that kind of helped you take that step, right? Right. Is what I'm hearing. It was therapy. It was, it was the support. It was, you know, seeing your children and realizing you could not stay in this. Correct. For the listener who (laughs) is like, perhaps might be like, well, why didn't you get out earlier? So many people, well, if you've been in an abusive
1: relationship before, you can relate. But for those who are listening, I felt sorry for him. Mm. I felt because I know he didn't, I felt that he didn't know it no better. And I felt if I walk on eggshells and said certain things, he wouldn't do as much as he was doing. That's why I didn't leave sooner. Also back then statistics says marriages wouldn't last no more than five years. I didn't want to be a statistic. So whatever went on in my back and in, in my four walls, I covered it up. Oh, that mm-hmm. imposter syndrome, that everything looks great. Everything is polished. Well, I had, I had a PhD in that, you know, Mm. but only my close family members around me knew exactly what was going on. So that's why I didn't leave sooner. And my self-esteem and confidence was so low. Mm. So low. I didn't feel that I could, um, until you, you know, you start hearing validations from different people. You are beautiful. You can make it. Your children are looking up to you. What is it that you want your kids to see, what do you want them to learn from this? When they, they, the small group that was around me, my support system, when they make uh, reference to my children, it gave me a type of energy that I can lift up a building, that type of strength, because I was fighting on behalf of my kids.
0: Mm, wow, that's powerful. Thank you for sharing that. I know some people always wonder about why they stay, or why the person stay, and you know, I understand there's so many different reasons, but the one that stuck out, one of the ones you said that, I'm not sure if I've heard that one before so far. I haven't heard everything is I felt sorry for him. Yeah,
1: I did. I did. Um, so you got to also keep in mind too, This is this is a person that has always shared with, that they love you, right? Mm-hmm. And may not have did the best, But I also paid attention to his upbringing, too. You know, so he he can't give me what he didn't already have. And he gave me three beautiful kids. I did not want to have my children grow up without a father. So everything was centered around my children as to why I didn't leave sooner. And then when it got to the point where they were getting older and they can see what was going on, then it was time for me to make a shift. And boy, it was a hard shift. I don't know if you guys seen that image before where you see the front part of a woman's face, but in the back, you see knives, scars, you see different yes. lashes. Yes. That's truly how I felt. Wow. Truly how I felt. Because when I started sharing my story, which is part of my healing, when I started speaking up for myself and no, I won't tolerate this. Not many people believe it because of the persona, that impartialism that i up for so many years they couldn't believe it because I was
0: protecting mm. him wow mm-hmm. okay thank you for sharing because I, I know that's that's a, even adding the image makes it makes a people kind of really understand and kind of put an image to what what you was experiencing and how it was something you also said um the community the christian community doesn't always favor the therapy mm-hmm. And so my question to you is what made you do something different?
1: <laughs> well, what I was already doing wasn't working <laughs> and I didn't have many resources. When I say resource, you know how you typically have like a big mom in the neighborhood or you have that uncle that's always pouring into the young boys or uh, kids. And I didn't have any of that. So it's not like I had options to select for. So what I, I typically surrounded myself with older women. Um, mm-hmm. who can pour back and say, you know what, these are some of the things you ought to consider. And when I paused and looked at what I was doing, I was like, well, it can't hurt. I, I must say the church support that I had, they pour into me and got me in the right direction and they supported therapy. And I do know over the years, talking to couples, talking to individuals, that's not always the case for everyone. And my advice to anyone is that you got to go what your heart tells you. Follow your discernment because what works for one person may not work for another. But whatever it takes to get you out of that situation to heal from inside out, you will see the trajectory of your life shift. You will see the value add towards that, because a lot of us growing up, especially in my situation, those that were around me were just putting off of their insecurities, their their pain, um, their trauma onto me, not knowing not they were intentional behind it but they put me in a box of me not being self-sufficient or knowing how to navigate those challenges I went into because they didn't know how to do it. Mm. Yeah, and that's that's how you can love unconditionally, right? You can look back at your family members and say, well, why he didn't do this and why she didn't do that? Well, they didn't know. You know how we were brought up. You know the struggles we as a uh, people went through and we have trauma that has, not been dealt with and we see it now in society because we have not dealt with it mm-hmm. um, and the first start is to heal within and therefore you have to articulate your pain share your experience because you'll be amazed at how many people that text me send me instagram dms um if they see me in the stores after reading my book hearing my story saying, thank you, because you freed me. You encouraged me to step out. You were the reason why I decided to say, I will not take this anymore. I'm better than that. And one of the messages I always say is that you are enough. And with mm-hmm. God, you can do anything.
0: Mm, I love that. That's so true. Um, so many good gems. You know, I often tell my clients that too, like they're unhealed too. Like you said, it wasn't intentional but when you are unhealed, you do things. And I can say there's stuff I've done, you know, where I haven't been healed myself. So it makes so much sense. So you get out, um, you're able to leave, you're in this apartment. When does it, what are some of those steps you kind of did to healing um, and get to this point of whew, relief? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, I think it's a combination of a few things one when I saw the official seal on my divorce paper so at that point I had to say okay survivor mode for my children that served me at that time now it's time for me to survive in a different area in which I won't repeat what I went through and won't allow my kids to go down the same path several different things I put word um, on the back of my closet door, I wrote down all my goals, what I want to accomplish, what I want to see differently. So even though I didn't see it, I believed it. So that was my, um, my affirmation. I also surrounded myself with a lot of people that were strong in the areas in which I wanted to go. That was career-wise. That was ones that was great at sharing their heart. Vulnerability is something that was not even a comfortable conversation, let alone a top- topic of discussion growing up. Um, so exercising in those areas. Another thing is too, is that I went back to school. That was more empowering for me. It got my kids in different school systems and giving them opportunities where they can enjoy um, soccer, um, wrestling, tumblewoods, a, a lot of different things um, gymnastic-wise, the girls was into. And when I saw my kids smiling more, um, mm-hmm. that really gave me the empowerment that they are experiencing something different. I was hoping. Um, at that time that they wouldn't remember something so my older two they still remember with healing and through therapy they are healing i would say each day another thing is too my relationship with God got very close I'm a woman of faith and you cannot stop saying that enough because as I learned to get more learn more about God he showed me a lot more about myself you know so the times that I've been through highs and lows typically whatever I need is already in the Bible. And surrounding yourself with people that you can be vulnerable with, and who has your uh, heart and decision and mind, they want you to win. That's how I surrounded myself around the right people. And that's how I got out. Um, I also would say as of to not today, but year, uh, maybe about five years ago, I realized there was an opportunity, I wouldn't say a problem opportunity, meaning that What I was looking for and desiring, as far as a um, mentor or a big sis, someone that I can pour back into me, I didn't see that in my community. So with that being said, what I ended up doing is becoming a certified life coach and author. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to not only get my testimony out internationally, but I wanted to be that vessel for people who went through the same walks of life that I went through and let them know and encourage them you too can get through this. If I can make it, you can make it. Mm -hmm.
0: That's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. I love it. Giving back. Mm -hmm. Like you said, there wasn't anyone to mentor you. So I want to be that Mm -hmm. for the people that are there. So Mm -hmm. you said that God um, kind of was showing, was showing you things about yourself. So I'm curious, what are some interesting things that you discovered or learned about yourself?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Being valid at a very young age, I had a bias against men that looked like the gentleman that did what he did. So God said, I read in description how he said that he will have your enemies be your footstool. And, you know, God purpose that he had here for in your life, he can have all kinds of men's and women to come in your life to help you to the next step. And then I want to block my blessing or block a person that could be coming into my life to help me that may have similar characteristics as him. So that's one of the things that I learned about myself. The value of using my voice was another thing. Um, I was very reserved and say much because I've always been told that my voice didn't mean anything, you know? Mm. So, and, and how God revealed that is, and it happens to this day. I could be in a grocery store. I could be walking in the park I don't care the age, the color, of the skin. Someone will walk up to me and pour out their life to me. And I'm like, I didn't invite this person to come. or I don't know who this person (laughs) is. It got to the point where people will be comfortable enough to pour out their life and challenges that they're going through. And it's typically what I've already been through. So using mm-hmm. my voice to encourage them, using my voice to speak into their life, give, using my voice to give them resources and encouragement. And a lot of the time, they just want someone to listen. They want mm-hmm. they want a shoulder to cry on, someone to just say, you know what, I've been through this before and this is how I survive. But leveraging my voice is another way God had um, gave me insights on that.
0: Wow. And that's so powerful to use the voice that you have been given to help others and clearly you're doing the same to others to give them the space to use their voice like you said because listening is so powerful mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. where are you today oh
1: I am living my best life mm-hmm. um my Boaz has found me <laughs> <laughs> Love, um, <laughs> so I'm happily married to the love of my life my soulmate He taught me truly what intimacy and love feels like without him physically touching me. So I, I can tell you I'm in a very, very happy space. I do see that my calling is something I cannot run away from. (laughs) <laughs> um, so I'm still pouring to lives that come across um, my path. Traveling, I, my book, which is called Abuse But Not Broken, is available on Amazon. I am actually I have a website, which is devancroom.com And you can get your personalized autograph book, traveling, enjoying life, giving back to the community. So I find my path typically with um, abuse shelters, women that's um, similar to my upbringing single mom trying to figure out this thing called life I find myself always being involved with those type of nonprofit profit organization yet again mm-hmm. poured into those lives giving back and that's where my calling lies at so that's where I'm at um, my children are doing well Mm-hmm. Married um living in Atlanta, Georgia now, my husband and i I tell you we're empty nesters, and mm-hmm. right now it's it's a matter of well, what do you want to do and he's always told me whatever you want. You asked me, I can sit here and talk to you for weeks and weeks How <laughs> am I doing life as well um we I still have some highs and lows. life is not perfect, um mm-hmm. but I'm just enjoying life, and it feels really okay. good.
0: That's beautiful. You said something I'm curious about okay. that your husband loves you intimately without it being physical. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that? I'm curious. I'm sure
1: he else is- has a way. Um, I'm definitely the missing rib from his rib cage. He has a way of talking to my mind. A lot of people feel just because I've been healed at emotionally I don't have my highs and lows. I still do. And he can mm-hmm. sense that. Um, He speaks to my mind in a way that ensures my um, encouragement. He gives me encouragement when it's needed. It's more of what does your heart want and let's do it together. He's truly a Mm. friend and a best, best partner ever. So we have this thing where if we're going through something in life, I may say, hey, I need to talk to my best friend. So my husband is always the protector. If I come mm-hmm. with an issue, he wants to solve it. He needs to go. And I don't need that. I say, "I just need to talk mm-hmm. to my best friend. And we can talk about life. We can talk about church. We can talk about children. We can talk about, tra- we can talk about anything, talking to my best friend. And um, of course, when I talk to my husband, he's that protector, he's that provider, you know, what is it you need me to do? And What he does to me with embracing me, talking to my mind, he does that in behind closed door and he does that PDA as well. And a lot of people feel like, oh, Mm. y'all must have just got married. Nope, we've been married now for nine years in his same Mm. way, which is why I say my boys find me That is just a perfect connection.
0: Mm, It's different. It's different different. Totally different. It sounds. Of course, very godlike. <laughs> very godly. Yeah, it's beautiful. Oh, de- definitely sent by God. Also, in that one of the things I hear is such a sense of uh, safety mm-hmm. and being seen, mm-hmm. being known, mm-hmm. and being heard. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's those are such powerful things that we all need mm-hmm. as humans, and and we have that. We really do thrive. Um, and I can see why you live in your best life. Absolutely, absolutely.
1: <laughs> Well said.
0: <laughs> so is there anything you would like to leave with the listener that you want them to know? Your past has
1: nothing to do about your future. You can do anything you put your mind to, regardless what the naysayers say. And just because you have scars, that does not mean you're no longer beautiful. You're still beautiful with your scars. And truly, 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 life is all about the process. Don't rush it. The process you learn so much. The process you may feel like, oh, I had a very challenging chapter or phase in my life. I promise you, God is prepping you for your next journey. Whether that is you pouring back into someone else or you learning more about yourself, there's something that he is teaching you. There's never a bad decision. It's always a lesson
0: learned. Mm, that's beautiful. I love that. You are beautiful with your scars. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And take your time and go through the process. Correct. Okay. Thank you. Um, the question I always like to ask people, the other question is what is something that is messy in your life? Ooh, I would
1: say right now <laughs> it's a couple of things. One, I just finished um, my basement. So my mind is all over a place of trying to organize how to think, what what theme I want for which room. And then the other thing is, too, I love what I do as far as speaking important to people's lives. I want to be there to help 24 seven, but I can't do that if my cup is half filled, right? So Mm -hmm. making sure I balance that is one of the things that I have highs and lows on but it's a little messy right now because I'm traveling I'm still doing um coaching sessions and and work and that heck called mom that never turns off so so those are my two messy things that's going on right now but this okay, okay I'm imperfect
0: Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. (laughs) Totally. It's totally okay. It's totally. (laughs) It's totally okay. So, what is a way that people can find you and shower you with love? What what other ways? Shall I? Thank you. One on social media, Facebook
1: as well as Instagram. You can search at Coach Devin Croom, all one word. I am there. Feel free to. Follow me, send me some love. And also you can go to my website, www.devincroom.com.
0: Okay, I love it. Perfect, perfect. And that will also be in the show notes. So thank you so much, Devin, for being a guest. It has been a pleasure having you here. Thank you for your time. I appreciate you. God bless you all. Thank you. Devin, I am so grateful. She really shared... A amazing story, spoke her truth, spoke up, and, you know, I feel like she really answered some questions that perhaps she may have been thinking, which I always try to do with the guests, um, try to get into the minds of other people and ask those questions. So as always, I want to share my takeaways. The first takeaway is there is beauty within your scars, and I think that's so perfect so fit in, of course, for the podcast. Um, If you are someone who worries about imperfections, trying to be perfect and thinking that you have to have it all together before you're enough or before you're worthy or that is what makes you beautiful. You know, there's this Japanese art. So it's called kintsugi. 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 And what it is, it's where you repair pottery, broken pottery with like powdered gold or platinum or silver. And so go go ahead and Google it. Like look at it. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And it just reminds me of there's beauty in your scars. And then the other one is how important safety is, you know, throughout the abuse she has experienced throughout her life. She finally became in this space within herself, within God, to feel safe. And then with her husband, who truly listened. And I've talked about the power of being seen, the power of being heard. And I'm going to forever say that. I'm not going to stop saying that. (laughs) Because sometimes we need to hear things over and over and over again. And so... With that also, just her ability to give space to other people to share their voice and how she has begun to speak up even in her journey and in her healing and process and how important that was for her. And now that's what she's doing, right? She is allowing other people to use their voice and she is using her voice and her story to let other people know they're not alone. So, your voice is powerful in whatever form you want to use it. Voice does not mean sound, it could be written form, it could be sign language. It could be in music. It's still your voice. So thank you as always for tuning into the podcast. Remember, text your friends, text your groups, let people know about this so they can be inspired by this story of triumph. You never know what someone is going through. Like she said, she you know was like the woman who had all perfect on the front and all the daggers in her back. So you never know what someone's going through thank you so much for listening were you inspired by this story here are some ways you can shower me and the podcast with your appreciation and support follow rate and review the show on your favorite podcast platform share the podcast via text with your people with your tribe Subscribe to the newsletter where I share my personal stories of discovering the beauty within the mess. And lastly, follow me on Instagram at authenticallybeyou for tips and insights on overcoming perfectionism so you can embrace your imperfections and authentically be you thank you so much for listening to the it didn't break me podcast and remember to discover the beauty within the mess